Good evening. This is Radio Tigerberg, and you're listening to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Hunter Combs, and this evening in the studio we have Theo Dennis from Operation Mobilization Ships Ministry. Theo, it's great to have you here with us again in the studio. I always love hearing your stories and love hearing your insights into how the Lord's worked uh, and the way you've seen Him at work just throughout the world and how God is sort of working in the harvest, uh, bringing many people to himself. So it's good to have you here, Theo. Yes, great, great. It's always nice uh, just being able to chat freely and openly Mm. um, about the things of the Lord. And hopefully somebody somewhere is listening, Mm. and this will be salt and light to them. Absolutely. So you're going to tell us, talk to us this evening about God's plan of salvation. So Theo, why don't you just kick us off? Tell us... What's on your heart tonight that you want to share with us? Hunter, yeah, just, just uh, you know, there's been such a lot of bad news about the Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a good news story about hmm. the Ukraine. 1995, our ship Dulos was in Odessa hmm. uh, in the port of Ukraine. Uh, Odessa is a very kind of modern place, um, a planned city after the war. Very nice place, but um, we were preaching. I was preaching in a church, and of course they speak Ukrainian or Russian. Yeah. So I was preaching in this church. Maybe about three hundred people sitting in the church, uh, cinema-styled, sloped uh, kind of seating, and I'm preaching on having the Lord as your good shepherd. Hmm. You know, Psalm twenty-three, and I'm being translated by a lady. So at the end of the service. After I said, you know, the Lord is the good shepherd, he's the great provider, he's the great protector, he's the, you know, all of that. And at the end, I called people and I said, would you like to have the Lord as your good shepherd? And, you know, you can stand or raise your hand or just indicate, you know, and hands went up here and somebody stood over there and, you know, that kind of thing. And the translator came over to me and she said, do you mind if I also have the Lord as my good shepherd? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought, wow, that's amazing. You've been translating this life, this stuff, mm. and uh, you didn't have it. <laughs> so, the last person you expect to respond. Yeah, oh, like, you know. supposed to be on your side there. Oh, <laughs> sure. Can I also have the Lord as my good shepherd? Oh, my word. That was a big prize. That's amazing. That was a big fish. So, yeah. Mm. I mean, that leads us into this whole thing of God's plan of salvation, mm-hmm. you know, for, for us. And I thought of that great uh, statement in, in Romans 10, uh, just that great um, passage of Scripture mm-hmm. where Paul is saying to the Romans, uh, uh, yeah, you know, the Jews who have really uh, rejected the Savior um, that it's 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 for all. It's for all now. You know, God's yeah. plan is for everybody, everywhere. So I want to talk about the process of salvation, hmm. and then I want to talk about the scope of salvation, and then the dilemma of salvation. Hmm. And um, it, it's yet it's, it's in Romans ten, and uh, <clears throat> the end of verse eight says, "The word is near you. It is." In your mouth and in your heart, that is the message concerning faith. And this was Paul is saying, the message concerning faith that we proclaim. And this is it. The message of faith is verse 9. If we declare with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, 
and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Hmm. And, uh, you know, as we look at that, it's incredible that when I saw that, I saw that in order for salvation to take place, you need to have um, a, a, a declaration. Hmm. You need to declare Jesus is Lord. Right. If we de- sorry, we need to declare with our mouth. Yeah. So you, you know, you have we have a lot of silent Christians around. You know, you you you've got to scratch really deep to discover mm. somewhere that the guy's uh, some level of Christian. Mm. But you know, Diana Ross sang a song, and she says, "I'm coming out. <laughs> I want the world to know." Yeah. And Hunter, I want to tell you, it's time to go public. Mm. It's time to go public. You know, I, I see so many people painting their colors to the mast and saying, this is me. I'm, I'm a LGBTQ whatever, hmm. or I'm a, I'm a this and I'm a that and I'm a Muslim. And I, they, they're saying that, they're declaring that's what they are. But, hmm. but yeah. who's actually doing that with their relationship with the Lord? That's, who's actually saying, yeah, that, I'm, I follow Christ. Yes. Look at me. I, I've made a decision to break with my old life, and here I am. Absolutely. Yeah. And the way you do that is, Paul says, the process is you declare with your mouth. And, you know, um, Jesus said, if you are ashamed to declare me before mm. men, I'll be ashamed to declare you before my father. Mm. And so it is a process of really declaring uh, and, and, and speaking out um, and saying, I follow Jesus. Yeah. The next thing is, Paul says, if you declare Jesus is Lord, and so he, you must understand his audience, you know, the folks who were Roman and Jews who were listening to him, to say to the Roman guy, hey, you must declare Jesus as Lord. That means the emperor is no longer Lord. Hmm. The emperor is no longer God. Jesus is Lord. Hmm. So the ramifications for the Roman guy means if I say this, I may lose my job, I may be persecuted, killed, whatever, because I'm not giving allegiance to to uh, the God of the day. And then to the Jew, if the Jew heard it, you've got to say Jesus is Lord. It's the Greek word is kuros. Mm. Kur- kurios. Yeah, kurios. Yeah. Kurios, meaning Lord. Yeah, and that's the same word used for Yahweh throughout the Old Testament. That's right. When God says, I am who I am, what that's is your right. name? Yahweh, you see it throughout. It's a, When they, they went to translate it into Greek, what mm. word did they use? Kurios. Yes. So all throughout the Greek translation of the Old Testament, is Yahweh. Yahweh is kurios, kurios. So yeah. it's, it's very clear declaration of Jesus as Yahweh. Uh, and now the Jewish mind, imagine, uh, yeah. you Not, know, doesn't go so uh, well. Uh, when he says, uh, God of uh, the universe, God of the heavens and the earth, you know, he's saying, but this is God here in front of me. Mm. This guy's wanting to call me, telling me to call him God. And uh, I was watching the chosen uh, section of the chosen mm. yesterday when when Jesus calls Peter from the fishing mm. uh, a job that he had and it's powerful and Peter comes and he kneels and what does he say? Mm. He says, "Lord, kurios," you know, mm. and that's that's what it means. So yeah, declaring Jesus as Lord, um, 
And then it says, and believe in, in your heart. Uh, and this is not just about just knowledge and information. This is, is revelation. It's, it's going from the head into the heart. Mm-hmm. And believe in your heart. Um, and and the, in your heart, there's got to be a firm conviction. And the conviction is based on that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Mm-hmm. So... Because God has raised Jesus from the dead, if you play that back, Jesus had to die. To be dead, you must first die. So three days before that happened, Jesus actually died as predicted. He predicted that himself. He said, you know, the sign of Jonah. He says, uh, as Jonah was in the valley three days you know, that kind of thing. He's saying, if you destroy this temple, I'll raise it up in three days. Mm. And all of that, he prophetically stated that he was going to rise again. Mm. So this was not pie in the sky. This was somebody who actually spoke about his own kind of destiny in a way that we see today playing that back, that he said it, he fulfilled it, thus he's Lord. Mm. So it's not only a declaration with the mouth, it's not just this external, okay, we declare Jesus as Lord, but there's nothing in your heart. That's right. It, it must be this yeah. belief. And it's it's interesting in the States, um, when I studied in Bible college and many of the churches in the area, they, they had this teaching that you believe just in your mind. Mm. If you just believe the facts, Jesus died, he, ro- he was buried, he rose, then you're saved. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happens with your life. Yeah. It doesn't matter this transformation of your life, but that's not how the scriptures speak. Nope. There's a there's a radical call to follow Christ too. Yep. Belief doesn't just impact your thinking. Oh, okay, I know. It's like you believe that Ramaphosa is president. It doesn't change your life. <laughs> but do you actually believe in someone? That's different. Now you're putting your trust in them. I believe in this person that yeah. they can do what they said they could. Not, oh, yeah, yeah I know some facts yeah. about uh, that. Absolutely. And, and I mean, um, there's nobody, Krishna, Muhammad, uh, Buddha, nobody has said this and done something as absolutely radical as this. Death uh, is a mystery to all of us. Mm-hmm. But Christ has come. He's died. He, he, he's been resurrected, and uh, the mystery is no longer. Hmm. He has solved our mystery. So that God has raised him from the dead, if we believe that God has raised Jesus from the dead, we will be saved, says the Scripture. So uh, there, there, is, uh, there has to be a catch. Somebody says, no, it can't just be that you declare with your mouth and believe in your heart that God is. There's got to be more. I think of the... The, the, the uh, Tibetan uh, Buddhists who mm. prostrate themselves uh, for what? Something like 600 kilometers. I saw this one video of a guy going head first, lying out, mm. and then uh, and the next thing stands up, head first, lying out, full body length, 600 kilometers all the way up to Lhasa, the mm. holy place. He's saying, that is what I do in order to, uh, to to gain salvation and mm. to get the, the the okay of the gods. Mm. And so, yeah, it's, um, it is, you know, and we know that the other religions around that says, no, you got to do all this stuff. Yeah. In order to do the stuff, that's a way you can possibly gain salvation. Yeah, You're it. not sure. Yeah. You know, nobody's sure. Nobody can be sure, they say, mm. you know. But we know, uh, Jesus says, 
um, that you may know that you have eternal life. Yeah, and that's that's really one thing that sets Christianity apart from all the other religions. Every religion sort of trying to build a ladder to reach to God. That's this right. sort of How can we build another Tower of Babel, if you will? We want to reach God, and yeah. yet Christianity is the one where it says, no, you can't. Yeah. God must reach down. You're not only helpless, you're, you're dead in your sins. Absolutely. God must bring you to life. Uh, and then verse 10 says this profoundly. It says, for it is with the heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with the mouth that you profess faith and are saved. And, and there it is. It, it, it is this clear instruction that with the mouth that we must be people who proclaim. Yes, and that, and, and that is clear. Proclamation is key, that we speak out the word. Um, there's, there's such a lot of examples in Scripture, you know, um, where, where uh, you People speak out and say, Jesus, the, my Lord and my God. That's what Peter said and so many. And uh, it, it, it really uh, takes us um, to that level of speaking it out, speaking his name out so that everybody can hear. Mm. Right. And then now I just want to move to the next thing, which is called the scope of salvation. What is, what is the scope of all of this? And Paul says here in the scriptures, anyone who believes in him, will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Greek. Um, the same Lord is a Lord who richly blesses all who call on him. And then this is what I want to say, verse 13, he says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Hmm. And that is the powerful thing that Paul is saying, you know, um, the barriers are down, uh, the gates are open. This is not just uh, for the Jew. Mm. Everybody had to understand that Jesus ushered in a new dispensation. Mm. Scripture says clearly in John, for God so loved the world mm. uh, that he gave his son. And Jesus comes and he fulfills that. And yeah. he says, everyone, Paul says, the scope of this is the scope is for everyone mm. um, who believes. Mm. Oswald J. Smith said, what right, Hunter, do you, do you have to hear the gospel twice? When others have not heard it once. And so this is a gospel that 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 is for everyone. And we think of the scope of the gospel that still has to go to something like 1.4 million Muslims. We think of 900 million Hindus, uh, 800 million Buddhists around the world. What about the atheists? What about the postmodernists of Europe? What about people who are just downright, just non-believers, the humanists who believe in themselves and their own efforts? Mm. So Paul says that this is a message. It's yeah. a message of hope to anybody, whoever you are, wherever you are. Mm. You know, the scope of this is it's for everyone. Yeah. And uh, when we think of uh, the responsibility that we have of those who have received the message, um, now to to do and be obedient to what Jesus says. You now you go uh, because all authority has been given to me. Now you go uh, into all the world and and you preach that message, uh, baptizing people and making disciples of of people. So yep. the scope of this is and when we bring this home for us here in Cape Town in South Africa, we think you know. Uh, just in Cape Town alone, if you go to a place like Mitchell's Plain, on every second corner there's a church. Hmm. Um, 
But we looking uh, at the continent of Africa, we've, we've earmarked a, a, a section of North Africa, which we call the Sahel region. And it's, it's got about 10 countries in that region from West Africa to East Africa. You're talking about uh, Mali, Niger, Mauritania, Chad, Sudan, uh, coming across those areas that I'm talking about, Guinea, Guinea-Bissau. And um, we, we've looked at that and we've looked and said that there's, there's 93% of that whole area has never heard the gospel. Wow. And that's, that's just on our continent. Mm. So, um, you know, if, we, if we're looking at, at, at Africa, then that is probably the biggest challenge. And every day, virtually now, you can see on your news, you've got the Boko Haram, you've got the, 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 the other uh, uh, Islamic-driven uh, rebels in Niger. Uh, in, in East Africa, you have these other guys, Al-Shabaab. Mm. Um, and, and they becoming more militant and they driving Islam further down south mm. uh, into Nigeria, into Cameroon, uh, and soon it will be in the Congo. And we know the other day that the Ugandan guys were fighting in, in um, the Al-Shabaab in, in Mozambique, which is right next door to us. Mm. Yeah. So, so uh, we, 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 we don't fight with guns and bullets. We, we know uh, what, what, what our, where our stand lies yeah. in terms of spiritual warfare. Yeah, our, our weapons are waged as we're on our knees, Absolutely. pleading with the Lord that he'll do what he said he would. Because uh, we, we get a glimpse of the final picture in Revelation. Yeah. One day every people from every tribe, nation, and tongue mm. will declare that Jesus is Lord and they'll be worshiping around the throne. So we know that God is going to fulfill that promise. The Great yeah. Commission, Jesus doesn't say it's for most nations. He says, go make disciples of all nations. And so, and we see in Revelation that's people from every tribe, language, and tongue, nation and tongue. Yep. And so there's languages that haven't been met. There's tribes that haven't been reached. There's, there's nations as a whole that haven't been reached. And also... Each generation, too. Because many places you look where the gospel had impacted. Yeah. You know, this generation, where is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gone. So it's gone. We, we trust that the Lord is actually going to fulfill what he said he was. And it's for all nations. So that includes those of you who are listening tonight. Yeah. Those of us who have heard this many times who may be on the fence about Jesus. It's, a, it's for everyone. Yeah. And then um, coming from the scope of salvation, we, we Paul moves us to the dilemma of salvation for all. And, and he says he says this because, of course, we know why, because Jesus sent us out uh, to move into all the world to preach the gospel. And that's why Paul says that how can people hear the gospel? Um, and he says, how can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one in whom they have not heard? And that is the point, you know. If people do not know the good news of the gospel, if they've never heard, you know, that they don't have to suffer in silence, that they don't have to, uh, parts of Africa in Zimbabwe, parts uh, between Zimbabwe and Zambia is, is a people group, I think the Yao, mm. and they still up till today do child sacrifice when there's drought, when there's bad things happening, kill a child and mm. chuck it in the river. Um, wow. You know, this is modern day stuff yeah, today. Sad. And just people who are driven by superstition. They haven't heard mm. of the good news that comes by faith uh, in Christ. Believing, declaring Jesus is Lord. Mm. Salvation. 
and new life in Jesus. And so that's what Paul is saying. Uh, there is no faith in Christ without hearing what he has to offer. And so uh, we move on and he says, and how can people hear without somebody preaching to them? And that's Paul's making the point. He's saying that in terms of discipleship, you know, we can have uh, things done on, on radio. We can have it done on satellite. We can have all these things done. But um, people have to hear preaching. Hmm. And so whether we preach uh, this way, but we have to really disciple people one-on-one. -on -one. And so he says, verse 15, he says, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? And this is where the local church comes in. You know, in Acts it says so beautifully, after the church had prayed and fasted, Acts 13, it says, the Holy Spirit says, set apart me, Paul and Barnabas, hmm. to the work that I've called them. God had preordained work for people in the church. God has preordained work for you and me, says Ephesians 2 verse 10. God has uh, uh, set out good works for you and me in advance to do. And so we need to get active and acting when, it's, when it comes to this, to really send out preachers, to really get people involved. It takes partnership. We need to have the prayers. We need to have the senders. Uh, and Paul says it here. Partnership between the church and us. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we basically, uh, Paul also says here, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And this is the good news that we want to bring out. So consequently, verse, verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. And, 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 and that's what it is. Uh, the preaching that comes, the faith that is developed in you and me comes through preaching, mm. preaching of the word. The more we hear the word, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And yeah. that faith is built up in us as we hear God's word, we trust God's word, and we move forward. So in terms of the dilemma of salvation is how is it going to get to where it's supposed to go? Mm. Uh, and Paul says this is the process. People have got to hear, so they've got to believe, uh, they've got to trust, and uh, they've got to accept us. And you have to confess as well. So as the gospel is touching your life yeah. and you believe it in your heart and you declare it with your mouth, right. then someone else is hearing yeah. and faith comes by hearing. hearing. And then through them hearing, someone else declare how God touched their life, hearing about the word of God, hearing about the work of God, then their hearts are transformed. And when their hearts are truly transformed, they won't keep silent. Yeah. They'll declare it too. And then guess what? More people <laughs> begin Absolutely. to hear. And so that's the... That's how it continues to grow. So I, I want to say, Hunter, right where we are in the city of Cape Town, God has brought us so many people who have never heard the gospel. Mm. So many people. Yeah. So many nationalities. My son and I went Cavendish Square yesterday. There were two guys in Burger King. And I heard them speaking. I could see they were Arabic. Mm. And I said, Achlan, what's Achlan? And the guy turned to me and he says, that's like a, a welcome, you know. <laughs> Achlan Asalka. And he looked at me. He, I said, where are you from? He said, I'm from Yemen. And I said to the other guy, where are you from? He said, I'm from Saudi. I said, but you guys are fighting. He said, no, we brothers. <laughs> I said, that's beautiful, mm. you know, that you can be in Cape Town. They're fighting in your nation, killing each other, mm. but here you are together, you know. And so 
just another quick story before we end, uh, just about being effective right where you are, right where God places you. I was in town, uh, the city, probably two weeks ago, and I went to go renew my tour guiding license, and afterwards I came out and I was sitting uh, there's a nice coffee shop in Burke Street, uh, free advertising here, 10 rand a coffee. And I was sitting, and I came in with my motorbike, and as I'm sitting drinking my coffee, I see but somebody sitting on my motorbike. <laughs> Quite a big guy sitting on my motorbike. And I, and, and I, you know, I was offended. I got up, and I walked over to where this guy was sitting on my bike, and I said, excuse me, is that your bike? And he looks immediately starts apologizing that he sat on my back. But his friends were around him. So I, 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 I basically embarrassed him oh, I see. in front of his friends. And I went back to drink my coffee. They hunted, do you think I could drink my coffee in peace? <laughs> Probably not. The Holy Spirit was like <laughs> jamming me. Theo, that's not the way you do things. You know, you, you are believing Jesus. And guess what? He says, you've got to go and apologize to the guy. Mm. Oh, come on. You know, it's my bike. It's my right. <laughs> and eventually I get up and I get the courage and I go back. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving and, and he's still standing there. And, and I said to him, excuse me. Uh, and he looked at me like, really? What's like, what am I going to do, do next? <laughs> he said, I said, I'm very sorry for the way I, I called you out uh, amongst your friends, you know. I embarrassed you. And he looked at me. But he said, he didn't say much. The guy next door said, oh, that's fantastic. You know, he's his buddy. He says, that, that is a very good thing you're doing. You're apologizing to this guy. I said, yes, you know, the the faith that I have, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus. You know, we we, we taught to do things differently. We taught to love the people who offend us. We taught to, and he says, wow, that's amazing. And I, I reached out to this guy and I said, where are you from? The guy that I offended, he said, I'm from Mali. Hmm. Uh, I said, oh, uh, do you know Fatima's, uh, Fatima's restaurant in Long Street? He <laughs> says, yeah, I know Fatima's restaurant in Long Street. I said, we should go and have a meal there uh, uh, next time, you know, and I'll show you. I'm really sorry for the way I spoke to you. <laughs> and his friend couldn't believe what he saw demonstrated that day, hmm. you know. And I said, this is not me. This is because of my faith. This is because of the Bible that I read. This is about, you know, how our lives have got to be salt and light. Yeah. Exactly, huh? Mm. You keep the salt in the shaker, it's not going to affect anything. Mm. It's got to come out. Yeah. So we got to come out, folks. We've got to proclaim Jesus is Lord. We've got to move to the place where we get in terms of the scope of this gospel. The scope, it's people are waiting for us. And, and with a dilemma, it means we need partnership to see the, the, the people preaching, but the people who are also sending uh, and, and, and moving out. So my challenge to you today is how can you move the plan of God forward so that the world around us, your immediate world, can be affected and infected by the gospel of Jesus Christ through being salt and light. Thank you. Thank you so much, Theo, for sharing with us tonight. And that's an important message for us. For those of you who have heard the message of Christ and it's impacted your lives, that it doesn't just stay inside. Maybe there are those of you who have really difficult family situations and you'd love to share your faith, but you've been sort of holding back and you've been afraid of that. 
we hope that this would really be an encouragement to you that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But when we believe in Christ, we also confess what's true in our hearts. Uh, we declare the things that we love, the things that we believe in. If you love a sports team, you'll say, oh, man, did you see what happened? And you'll tell everyone about it. And that's the same way. If you love the Lord, you're going to speak about it. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really hope this has been an encouragement, a challenge to you as you've listened to this tonight. Theo, thank you for coming in again. It's always good to hear your stories and your insights from the scriptures. And we just pray that those of you who are listening, uh, this would really deeply impact your lives. Good night and God bless.